Welcome, beautiful people to Camp Koji. My name is Joel, and thank you for joining me as I break down the biggest gaming news from the week that was on the only podcast you will ever need. Today, we're going to talk about actually only one single topic. We're going to talk about the Xbox Series X. So pretty much all of last week, not really going to go into details. Unfortunately, I um, was not really feeling too good last week, so I missed a lot. I wasn't really keeping up too closely with the uh, industry, but so instead of having a regular episode of Camp Koji where I would talk about all the announcements and all the news of last week, I actually wanted to just focus on a single piece of, of uh news that came out last week which was not even arguably it was the biggest and the most controversial news from last week which was the inside xbox that was released by microsoft showcasing basically the first look of games coming to the xbox series x but before we actually get into that let's talk about uh, a couple of the announcements that microsoft made before the inside xbox debuted last week they announced uh, an initiative called xbox 2020 where they promised monthly moments to engage connect and celebrate what's next including xbox series x xbox game studios xbox game pass and project x cloud so basically every single month up until the xbox series x releases during the holiday they will have at least um one event or a showcase or something that's going to focus on what's next not just for xbox series x but for xbox and microsoft which i think is uh pretty cool um they also confirmed that in july they'll be showcasing games coming from xbox game studios and they once again confirmed that halo infinite is still scheduled for launch so obviously july is when we'll be able to see what halo infinite actually looks like and um, probably be able to see maybe a little bit more hellblade 2 and maybe talk about uh, some of the other games that are coming out of the 15 xbox game studios now i want to talk about the inside xbox not only just because it was the biggest piece of news that was released last week it was without argument the most controversial piece of news that happened last week and before i um, delve into the controversy about you know uh, Microsoft showing off a lack of gameplay, Ubisoft uh, under over promising and under delivering with what they showed for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I actually just want to go through the actual inside Xbox itself from beginning to end, and I just want to throw in a couple of thoughts uh, because I have a lot of thoughts about not only just inside Xbox but also to the response to it. So I want to start off by just going through the actual showcase that Microsoft debuted last week with their inside Xbox. And the first thing that we actually see is that we're introduced to the brand new boot up sequence for the Xbox Series X. Now, what's interesting about the boot up sequence is that if you time it, you notice there's actually only seven seconds. And what this boot up sequence is, is... Uh, if your Xbox loses power, not really when you're waking it up, but when you're booting it up fresh for the first time, this is the sequence that you will see. Now, what's interesting about this, and I think a lot of people kind of missed, is that this sequence actually only takes about seven seconds. And what was interesting was that after this um, uh, inside Xbox 
can't remember exactly who within the company confirmed it, but they confirmed that uh, creating a brand new bootable sequence for the Xbox Series X was a challenge simply because of how fast the system loads in because of the solid state drive. So they found it to be a very unique challenge to come up with something that's very interesting, but at the same time, impossible to make as elaborate as it was on the Xbox One and the Xbox One X. So... I find that really interesting because you're able to see right at the beginning of the Inside Xbox just how long it will take for you to boot up your new system, which is, as I said, I kind of timed it. It's about six, seven seconds. And then from there, we jump into the first game of the showcase, which was Bright Memory Infinite, which was previously announced only for the Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Now, Bright Memory was a game that I personally found out about, I want to say either December or January was the first time that this game kind of came across on my radar. And it was previously released, I believe it was on Steam Early Access. It was sort of a short early episode of the game. And um, I remember being introduced to it as a cross between a first-person shooter and Devil May Cry. That was kind of the the, uh, elevator pitch for this game. You could quickly get that feel as when you're watching the gameplay, you'll notice that you'll get rated. There, there are ratings after each um, battle sequence similar to what you will see from Devil May Cry. Uh, but the first thing I noticed was not only that the game felt kind of unique because there was that mix of combat and gunplay. Um, but then I found out that the game was being developed by a single person. And ever since... I found out that it was developed by a single person. I I kind of became very, very interested in what was the story behind this game. So the moment that the um, gameplay started um, for this Inside Xbox showcase, I instantly knew what the game was. I already knew. I was like, this has to be bright memory uh, because the gameplay, although it looked better than what I remember previously seeing, it actually... um, still look very, very similar to it. So I already knew that this game was Bright Memory Infinite um, from a studio called FYQD Studio, but it's actually only developed by a single person. Now, in I believe it was in March, um, this person had a um, a segment on, G, uh, on GDC. His name is Zeng. Shen Cheng, I hope I'm, I'm, I'm pronouncing that correctly. That's the name of the single person that's developing this title. And um, he kind of went into uh, specifics on exactly what it takes to, how, how he's able to create a game that looks this good. Um, and obviously him being all by himself. Um, he uses actually a lot of real-time programs. He utilizes Unreal Engine, NVIDIA RTX. He uses a program called iClone, which is a program that allows him to capture facial animations and motion capture actually using an iPhone, which I found really, really interesting. He claimed that most of his production time was spent creating the environment. So um, I was very surprised. And, you know, this is something I'll, I'll go into a little bit later once I go through the entire showcase that I, I, I still can't believe that not unfortunately a lot of the focus from a lot of these games was taken away because of the you know the very vocal complaints to this showcase and you know I, I was very angry at you know a lot of like this kind of went under the radar in terms of 
I was very surprised that not many people were surprised to see a game of this caliber and finding out that it was it's only being developed by a single person releasing on multiple consoles. I mean, he actually even confirmed that he's working on a mobile version of this game for it to look this good um, and and play that fluid. I was very very you know it was very very unfortunate that not a lot of people are focusing on the fact that this game is being developed by a single person they even highlighted it during the inside xbox so but we'll talk about that a little bit um later but yeah that was the first game that was show bright memory infinite coming to xbox series x the next game that was shown was dirt 5 um they confirmed that the game can be played at 4k 60 frames per second or 1080p at 120 frames per second the next game that was shown was scorn uh, which is a game that's actually been in development since 2014. They actually released, I think it was an early access version on Steam for PC. It's created by a uh, developer called Ebb Software. Um, and it's coming to Xbox Game Pass. And it's only coming to Xbox Series X and PC. After watching the trailer, I actually thought it was a really interesting trailer, kind of an interesting looking game. I actually um, went to find more information. I started watching some gameplay for the PC version. It's kind of this, um, it's, it's a little bit hard to explain. It is, it is a first person game and, and sort of like a Cliff Notes version as a first person shooter. But if you found a trailer at all interesting, definitely go see some of that early access gameplay for PC to see exactly what the game is about. Because I actually think it does look like a really, really interesting game. The next game that was shown was Chorus, kind of a, uh, a sci-fi, um, you know, space shooter, you know, uh, being able to fly around with planes that's coming in 2021. The game that was shown after that was Madden NFL 21. This was definitely the one game that was shown in the showcase that I felt uh, definitely just could have been skipped over. Kind of really don't understand why this game was in the showcase. I don't think there was any reason for us to even see Madden. This is just a game that's expected to be coming to all consoles. And the gameplay that we saw was equivalent to about three seconds. Um, but what was most interesting, uh, the most interesting thing that came out of this announcement was Madden um, or EA announcing um, that if you purchase Madden NFL 21 on Xbox One, you can get the Xbox Series X version for free, but they did not call it smart delivery. And um, most of the other games that were on this, um, that were shown during the showcase, if they were released on Xbox One, they did have the tag or the smart delivery tag, which means that if you buy the Xbox One version, when you eventually uh, upgrade your system to Series X, you'll be able to have access to the Series X version. Now, what was interesting is that when EA made this announcement, the majority of the media and the people that responded to it felt that this was just EA being EA, just wanting to kind of do their own thing. But I kind of didn't look at it that way. The first question I asked myself was why? Why would um, Madden do this? Why would, instead of just simply branding it smart delivery, something that would be easy for everyone to understand, why would they kind of go through their own individual offer? And not only just their own individual offer, but it's actually a limited 
time offer. So what the offer is, is players must purchase Madden NFL 21 on Xbox One by December 31st, 2020 and upgrade to Xbox Series X by March 31st, 2021. So it is a limited time offer. At some point, you will not be able to upgrade to the Xbox Series X version for free. Now, there's a couple of things that are interesting about this. On one hand, I started thinking, could this be EA just maybe being concerned about the bottom line? You know, being concerned about, you know, not having that opportunity to have someone purchase their game, essentially purchasing their game twice. But what's interesting about this is that they actually branded it. So in the middle of the inside Xbox, there's a URL that you can follow and it's ea.com slash next level. And my first thought process was why? Why would you brand something like this? Um, unless this was something that you're not going to just be doing one time. <laughs> so I'm sure that this will not be the only game that utilizes something that goes along the level or, or that goes under this umbrella that's called next level. I'm sure that they're probably going to be doing the same thing for FIFA 21, where it's not going to be through smart delivery. You actually have to go through EA in order to redeem this offer. And there are a couple of reasons why they might want to do this. Once again, maybe they're concerned about the, uh, the financial loss of potential people that are not going to be buying the same game twice. Maybe it could be something as simple as, you know, capturing, um, uh, being able to more closely capture consumer info in terms of how many people are actually upgrading from Xbox One to Series X, how quickly, maybe allows them to measure those metrics a lot closer. But then the other thing that got me thinking was, is this EA's answer to the fact that PlayStation will not have their own version of smart delivery? This is something that has been rumored for a while. I myself feel that... If Sony did have a similar answer to what Microsoft was doing in terms of smart delivery, you would think that they would already confirm it. Maybe not give it a name, but at the very least be able to uh, either a simple tweet from someone within the company or be able to um, speak to someone in the media, just like a quick blurb that confirms that, hey, we are working on something similar. You'd probably think that Companies such as Ubisoft, which will definitely have cross-generational titles such as Assassin's Creed Valhalla, will maybe hint at, you know, um, working with Sony on something similar. This kind of makes me feel that Sony is not going to match Microsoft on this particular feature, which is being able to get the ex get the uh, current generation version of a game and be able to upgrade to the next generation completely for free with no additional cost. And while some people are looking at it as, well, this is EA just wanting to do their own thing, I kind of look at it as, is this EA sort of umbrella offer in order to ensure that they can accommodate consumers for Microsoft and accommodate consumers from Sony by offering them the same exact offer and then making it limited time. So obviously we'll kind of just have to wait and see, but I don't think something like this is just as easy sort of to explain away as this is just EA being EA. The fact that they brand the next level must mean that there's uh, another reason that we're probably not being not able to see at this moment. Um, the next portion of the video was Microsoft confirming that over 140 developers 
or working on games for the Xbox Series X. Now, the most notable uh, developer that's missing from that list that was shown was Rockstar Games. I don't think that really means that Rockstar is not doing anything for Xbox Series X. You know, Rockstar is really notorious for being very secretive. I highly doubt that they're not working on a next generation or or a series x version of red dead redemption 2 for example at the very least um because we also don't see take two as a developer on here we do see 2k that is under the take two umbrella just like rockstar but we don't see take two or rockstar but i don't think that's anything to really be worried about but it's a very very um uh varied list of developers and publishers that we see here from Sega, Square Enix, even Amazon Games, maybe bring bringing their game Crucible to the Series X. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole list. Like I said, it, on top of this list, they confirmed that over 140 developers are working on games for the Xbox Series X. I really don't see a reason to go through that list. If you haven't already seen it, um, definitely go check it out if you want to go through every single developer for whatever reason. The next game that will show is Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, which was previously announced for Xbox One, PS4, PC, and is now coming to the Xbox Series X. Vampire Masquerade was a game that... Um, I personally never got into when it came out for the PC. I know it's, it kind of does have like a huge cult following to it. I was really interested in it. I thought the, 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 the uh, trailer did a really, really good job of kind of being very, very unique and standing out from everything else with, with the, the, the song choice that they went with and um, showing what I thought was pretty interesting um, bits of gameplay. It actually really reminded me of, uh, of the darkness Um which at the very beginning, I kind of thought for a second, I was like, could this be the darkness? There was like a, a, um, one of the logos shown at the beginning was called world of darkness. So I was like, could this be darkness? I was like, wait, no, it, 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 that's impossible. These weren't the, the, the same developers. So I kind of did get that darkness feel from it, but, uh, it's definitely something that, that, uh, vampire masquerade was never really on my personal radar, but watching this trailer really got me interested in it. So I, I definitely did think it looked uh, very interesting. The next game that will show is called Call of the Sea. It's a 1930s puzzle game about a woman searching for her lost husband, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC, and it's also coming to Game Pass, um, developed by a team called Out of the Blue, and it's expected to launch by the end of the year. The next game that was shown was called The Ascent, a cyberpunk three-player co-op RPG, sort of, um, some people are calling it Diablo mixed with Judge Dredd, which I, I thought was a very, very good way to pitch it. Xbox One, Series X, and PC. Um, the company is um, expecting it to be a launch title, um, and it's developed by a team called Neon Giant. Um, I thought it looked really interesting, but I, I, I'll go back through, through this list. Um, the game shown after that was called The Medium. Um, that's coming from a developer called Bluebird Team. It's the same team behind the recently released Blair Witch and Observer. They're really, really known for their horror games. Um, the lead designer actually claimed that one of their core gameplay mechanics was impossible on previous generations. And it confirmed that the composer, because that was the first thing that I noticed while watching the trailer. I was like, wow, this uh, music sounds very, very similar <laughs> to Silent Hill. And as soon as the trailer ended, he confirmed that uh, they did get the composer from Silent Hill, Akira Yamaoka, to um, compose for this game, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, the game shown after that was Scarlet Nexus. Um, which I thought looked really, really cool. 
Um, it gave me a lot of vibes from that um, Switch game that came out last year. For whatever, re- for whatever reason, I can't think of the name right now. Um, the the art style is very, very similar to that game. I, I thought it actually looked really, really cool. Uh, the game that sh- was shown after that was Second Extinction. Uh, Three-player co-op game about fighting dinosaurs. Um, developed by Avalanche Studios, best known for Just Cause. Currently only in development for Xbox Series X. Xbox One and PC. Um, next game show was Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, kind of a game that's already been announced. It was out on, um, it's already out on PlayStation 4 in Japan, but it is coming stateside by the end of the year. Um, it's also coming to Xbox One along with Series X, but they are setting it up to be a launch title for Xbox Series X. And then last but not least was Assassin's Creed Valhalla was shown, which is a game that um, we learned about, what was it, like a little over a week ago. So I wanted to quickly, quickly go over just that slate of the games that were shown. What, what did we see? I think that's about 13 games that were shown for this inside Xbox. And... Um, there were two things that I thought about as soon as the uh, Inside Xbox finished. The first thing I thought about was there were a lot of games shown that did not previously fit the Xbox brand. Like when I saw the the, the amount of games that were showed, number one, I thought about the variety of the games. Number two, I felt that a lot of the games you know, if I showed those trailers to anyone, I don't think the system that they would think of would be Microsoft and their Xbox. Those were the two things that I thought about was the variety and the fact that a lot of these games are not something that you would expect Microsoft to really pursue and bring onto uh, their console. The other thing that I thought about was a lot of people are probably going to be pissed off because there wasn't what you would consider traditional gameplay in any of these um, trailers. And I was 100% right. The moment that the inside Xbox finished, you know, social media exploded, Twitter exploded, a bunch of people complaining um, about a gameplay not being showed. Um, Ubisoft got a lot, basically got a brunt of the complaints because a lot of people felt that they were really, really hyping up this trailer as the first um, uh, gameplay, your, your first look at gameplay for the upcoming Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And people felt that they really didn't show gameplay. So they were getting, a, they were basically like at the front lines of a lot of the complaints that, that, that were being thrown out. You know, people saying Microsoft dropped the ball. Um, they bungled it. This launch is going to be awful. <laughs> like, I think I heard absolutely everything from top to bottom in terms of kind of throwing um, darts at Microsoft to the point that Microsoft actually felt that they had to respond. Aaron Greenberg from Xbox responded to complaints by tweeted, had we not said anything I just shown May inside Xbox show like we did last month, I suspect reactions might have been different. Clearly, we set some wrong expectations and that's on us. We appreciate all the feedback and can assure you we will take it all in and learn as a team. 
Ash, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, Asraf Ismail, the creative director for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, tweeted, quote, you rightfully expected to see more today. We have a long marketing campaign ahead of us. You will see in-depth gameplay and get a lot more info about the game. Thank you for your excitement and passion. Be patient with us. Be kind. And it will be worth it. So I took uh, two things away from the reaction um that was put out there and in my opinion there are sort of two sides to the coin and i think there's like equal blame for how people reacted to this inside xbox and i think microsoft and ubisoft um have to uh take responsibility for the backlash but I think the other side of the coin is the people who had that knee-jerk reaction of this was awful, this sucked, I didn't see any gameplay, they also have to take some responsibility. So I'm going to start off with the side of Microsoft and Ubisoft. By now, both of these companies should have an understanding of what the public perceives as gameplay. Now... This is how I feel. This is my opinion. What you saw in this showcase was gameplay. No one's going to convince me otherwise. No one's going to tell me that what we saw was not gameplay. We can go through the technicalities of what you consider gameplay. A lot of people feel like the definition of gameplay means that what I'm watching during this um, video showcase is what I will be seeing when I'm holding the controller in my hand. That's how a lot of people feel when they think of what gameplay is. Technically speaking, that's the wrong definition. Gameplay, from a technical standpoint, in my opinion, means that you're watching the game running in the game's engine, representative of the gameplay that you will be playing when you take the game home, irregardless of whatever camera angles are thrown in there. So let's take Assassin's Creed Valhalla, for example. There were a couple of shots in that trailer where I failed to believe that that was inside of the game engine. Now, there were a couple of shots, such as when um, Eivor, I think he uh, hits the beach and he like blows a horn. There's no way that that wasn't in the engine. There's no way that that wasn't representative of what I would expect to see in gameplay except shown at a different angle there were definitely shots of gameplay inside the engine except it was in cinematic camera angles now ubisoft has to assume some of the blame a because they hyped the crap out of this right by doing this whole eight hour drawing session and then saying show up next week you know first look world gameplay debut they have to assume some of the um, responsibility when it comes to the response that people had. Microsoft also has to assume their responsibility. They definitely hyped it up. This is the first time you're going to see next generation gameplay. And because of the way that it was presented, they made the, the showcase feel as if every single thing shown was going to be actual gameplay running. Maybe you'll see a heads up display, this, that, and the third, right? So they do have to assume some sort of responsibility to the way that people reacted to this. But on the other side of the coin, when I saw how many people complain about it and a lot of things that I saw, the first thing that came to my mind was, you guys are spoiled 
rotten. Gamers are spoiled to the max. You guys are spoiled rotten. And I think the issue that we're we're coming up to right now is that there's so many people that even irregardless outside of showcases for video games, I think just news in general, because of how instant social media is, how instant it is for you to be able to get your opinion out, the amount of people that choose to have this knee-jerk reaction to something happening, instead of taking just a few minutes to compose yourself and sort of have a conversation with yourself about what you saw, what you thought you saw, really break down everything, the first thing people will do is they might have a specific opinion that they formed on their own, right? Then the thing that they'll do is they'll go online and whatever the majority of uh points or the majority whatever the majority opinion was they'll see themselves start shifting towards that opinion instead of saying this is what i thought what a lot of people will say is well what did everyone else think thought or or, what did everyone else think of this showcase and the moment they see a bunch of negative they start to themselves yeah you know what that's true i didn't see a lot of gameplay or you know where were the triple a games where were the big blowout games like what's going on what's happening when it came to the showcase And I look at it as a combination of how instantaneous social media is, the fact that negativity seems to rise to the top, you know, it's like heat, right? It rises to the top, right? It's the cream that rises. For some reason, hate rises a lot faster than love, right? And on top of that, I do feel like it's a result of, you know, years of expectations and blown out expectations that gamers seem to set on their own rather than being set on by publishers and developers. And I like to use Nintendo as an example of this because Nintendo has been notorious for it. Nintendo doesn't really set an expectation when it comes to their uh, Nintendo Directs, right? But the moment that you end a single Direct with a big blowout news or big giant surprise... What happens is that you begin to almost start training all these gamers to expect the same out of every single showcase, irregardless of the company, irregardless of what was said beforehand in terms of this is what we're showcasing. And the proof is right there. How many people did you see on social media say, oh, where was Halo Infinite? Even though Microsoft clearly said this was a third party showcase, right? So... You know, if you remember correctly, like the Game Awards, when the Game Awards ended, everyone was like, well, where's the big blowout game? You know, where where was the, the, the Smash character announcement, for example? We've gotten to this point where where gamers are starting to create their own expectations, irregardless of whatever was set by the company. And because this is where we are right now when it comes to the way that we deliver information within this industry, companies like Microsoft and Ubisoft have to understand this a lot more in terms of setting expectations. But the issue is that even if Ubisoft said, join us next week for your first tease at gameplay or for your first for another look into Assassin's Creed, even if Microsoft would have said, join us for Inside Xbox as we um, showcase a few uh, showcase the first few games we're going to announce coming to Xbox Series X. Let's say they completely omitted the word gameplay. 
I guarantee you the backlash would have been exactly the same. People would have still found something to complain about. People would have said, you know, why the Assassin's Creed trailer was short. Why they only showed 13 games. Why, where were the heavy hitters? Where were the AAA titles? Where are the, the, the huge third-party announcements? Is this it? Is this what Microsoft has been working towards? Is this all we're getting? Instead of, we've gotten to a point where a lot of gamers, instead of taking something for what is given, instead of looking at this showcase and looking at these 13 games and saying, let's talk about these 13 games that were shown to us, the initial knee-jerk reaction is, let's talk about what wasn't shown. Let's talk about what was missing, right? And it's so um, annoying to me because the first thing that I thought about when I saw this showcase was something that um, we need more of in this industry, which is um, huge companies like Microsoft and, 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 and Sony and Nintendo highlighting these smaller companies you know we see nintendo doing it with nindies i think sony has done a great job of it also so for microsoft to come forward and say hey here is the first showcase for games coming out to series x and to find out that a lot of these games that were showcased were from you know studios that you know these these are their first games coming out or little-known studios, or these small titles that people would not consider AAA, which, trust me, that's a whole other thing. I hate the term AA, AAA. Now I'm hearing quadruple A. I want to hear any of this shit. Last year, the game that swept Game of the Years was a game about a goose. So don't talk to me about AAA, AA, and the difference and the budgets and all that, because none of that shit matters anymore. And at the end of the day, I'm, I'm getting so sick and tired it's like, you know, you go to someone's home and they say, hey, I got you this, this this cake for your birthday and they serve you a slice. And the first thing you say is, uh, where's the ice cream? You know, just be happy that you got that birthday. Just, just eat the birthday cake. Let's talk about the birthday cake before you start spotting out. Well, what, where, where's the ice cream? Where's everything else? You know what I'm saying? So it's one of these things that when I saw the reaction to it, and one of the reasons why I really said to myself, you know what, I actually would love to just spend this entire episode just talking about this because it's something that got me so annoyed, so heated, and so angry. And it's something I really wasn't touching on on social media. Once again, I was avoiding, I just really was not feeling well last week. And when I look at it, just to see the direction that we're going as an industry and just just, just as, a, 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 as fans, just as gamers... This, this overtly negative direction that we've taken is just so atrocious. It's so, it's so, it's like, it's like we're pulling things back instead of moving forward for like just, just the absolute dumbest shit. And what really annoyed me even more is to see the media response to it. And what I'm seeing from the media and from a lot of these big channels and from a lot of these influencers that have a voice, and in my opinion, have the power and the influence to sway voices and tell people, hey, you know what? Calm down. Let's look at this from another direction. What happens? We're seeing all these other um, uh, publications such as IGN just throwing gas on, on, on the fire. And, and what we're seeing, we're seeing articles about um, this is expected. We're seeing articles about Oh, you know, lower your expectations for what next-gen gameplay is supposed to look like. We're seeing articles 
about um you know what is gameplay what should we define as gameplay we're seeing all these negative articles just trouncing microsoft and ubisoft oh that's not gameplay how could you think that's gameplay you know um you guys you know overpromised and underdelivered just complete negativity Instead of going through these games and saying to themselves, you know what, let's talk about some of these games. Let's talk about what makes them unique. Instead of spouting all this shit, which was false about this not being gameplay. So let's tackle that for a second. Let's talk about the complaint that we didn't see gameplay. Once again, I just gave you my opinion on why I feel that what you saw was gameplay, irregardless of if you saw HUD, irregardless on if it was a separate camera angle or whatever, what you saw was gameplay. Now, I understand the reluctance when you see this blurb at the beginning of a trailer, gaming console in development, in-engine footage representative of expected Xbox Series X visual quality. Everyone, or not, probably not everyone, but I definitely remember the infamous Killzone 2 trailer where, where Sony tried to push that off as gameplay and we all shit our pants. And if you're listening to this, I implore you, please go see that trailer so you could look at it and say, wow, I we really went crazy over this. It looks absolutely awful <laughs> compared to today's standards, right? Everyone remembers the initial Watch Dogs trailer, right? That Ubisoft debuted and the fact that what we got was nowhere representative of what we saw in Watch Dogs, right? So the one thing that I noticed is let's look through all these games and I want you to stop and think to yourself, how many of these games showed what looked like gameplay that you yourself looked at it and said, no, that's impossible, right? So let's start with Bright Memory Infinite, right? This was a game that once again is developed by one person. In my opinion, was the best looking game or, or, or one of the best looking showcases because of the weather effect that we saw out of the 13 games that were shown. It's very hard to believe that that's gameplay, right? It's very hard to believe that this wasn't just rendered or running on a high-end PC, right? If you're listening to this, go on YouTube, uh, Google Bright Memory Infinite, and I want you to look at a, a video that was posted in March, because I remember seeing this in March because it was part of the CES showcase, of FYQD Studio showing Bright Memory Infinite running on a PC. Look at what that looks like, and look at what you looked at yesterday, and you tell me that he won't be able to achieve that given the time. Because if you look at what was showcased in March running on a high-end PC, it looks amazing, right? Not only that, but he confirmed that this was uh, um, running in engine. So there's one thing that we could throw out the window. That was gameplay, right? Dirt 5, that was definitely gameplay. Just because it showed different angles does not mean that that wasn't gameplay. Score was obviously a CG trailer. Chorus was another one, right? So we look at Chorus and we say to ourselves, if you look at that trailer and what was shown in terms of this is indicative of gameplay, is it far-fetched to think, seeing what we've seen, how powerful the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 are going to be, seeing what we've been able to see pumped out of all these um, um, uh, current PC high-end games, you're telling me that what you saw in Chorus would not be indicative of what you think should this game should look like by the time it comes out? Come on. Okay, that's another one. Vampire the Masquerade, that was in gameplay, even though, once again, you didn't see a HUD or whatever. I don't know what the hell more do you want. They did show some first-person segments that were definitely gameplay. Um, you look at Call to Sea. Call to Sea is one that I looked at, and I said, okay, that one's a little... 
that that looks pretty advanced. I'll be interested to see exactly what that looks like when it's actually out. So that one I can understand when you look at it and you say, oh, you know, that one's a little bit tough. Let's look at the Ascent. The Ascent, in my opinion, looked like a really, really interesting type of game. It looked really good. I really like the environment. Lots of lighting effects, right? After this, um, uh, after the showcase was done, I think it was right after the very next day, IGN published a 12-minute alpha gameplay. You look at that gameplay that was shown and you put it against the trailer. Is there really a huge, huge difference? No. You're telling me that what you saw in the Ascent is not going to be achievable by the time it launches at the end of the year? It was not that mind-blowing to say that it wasn't gameplay, right? The medium, towards the end of the trailer, they showed a little bit in-game. There was nothing in there that I saw that said, okay, you know, there's no way they can achieve that. Scarlet Nexus was definitely gameplay. Second extension was definitely gameplay. Yakuza was obviously all gameplay because we've seen it. And Assassin's Creed Valhalla definitely shows segments of gameplay. So I don't understand how the overt reaction was we didn't see gameplay. Because you did not see a heads-up display... Uh, because you did not see a mission being run through, did not mean that what you're not seeing is gameplay. Once again, I understand the fear of seeing that blurb that this is expected Xbox Series X gameplay. But for people to go off, blow their tops, because according to them, what they saw was a gameplay, that's just false. It's just false. It's not true. And what, like I said, what made me really angry was just the media just kept perpetuating this. And I felt like it was all just for traffic, just for the simple point of just to say, just to agree with the people that were holding the pitchforks and lighting the torches. And what really annoyed me is that there was so much stuff about this Intel Xbox that was lost because all we're focusing on is what was missing rather than what was shown, right? So when you look through this list of games that were shown and you realize a game like Scorn, once again, Ebb Software, this is going to be their first title, Game Pass exclusive to Series X and PC, to me, look like something very, very interesting, something that, that um, you know, um, I'm personally looking forward to. When I look at a game like The Ascent, I look at that game like, man, this actually looks like a really cool game, right? So that's a three-player co-op Diablo-style top-down RPG. Call of the Sea, a first-person uh, uh, puzzle story adventure game, right? You look at Scorn, a first-person horror type of game. The Medium, a third-person, pretty much looking like a, a Silent Hill spiritual successor horror type of game that has this really cool, interesting mechanic where you can switch between worlds in real time, which is something that was not possible in any previous generation. You look at Scarlet Nexus, which the game that I was thinking of that I couldn't think of was Astral Chain, right? You look at a game like Scarlet Nexus, which looks like this really cool third-person action um, uh, game that's very, very similar to something um, like Astral Chain. You look at Second Extinction, three-player co-op, um, left for dead type of game fighting dinosaurs like that looked pretty cool very interesting to me you look at yakuza like a dragon the fact that yakuza until last year was never spoken in the same sentence as xbox not only is yakuza working with microsoft to bring the yakuza games to xbox on game pass but now they're dedicating like a dragon to come to not only just xbox one but launching on the xbox series x the one thing that people missed out of this entire showcase 
is it shows how much work Microsoft has done courting not only just third-party software, third-party developers, but actually really um, going after one of the biggest complaints on the original system, which was not having a good variety of games. Now, if we look at all these games that were announced, a few things. Number one, we now have um, five games that have been announced by Microsoft for Game Pass for Xbox Series X. We have Halo Infinite, Hellblade 2, Scorn, The Medium, and Call of the Sea. Those are five games that are coming day one for Xbox Game Pass. Out of those five, three of them are not developed by Microsoft. That's a big deal, in my opinion. And on top of that, when you look at the when you look at Scorn, The Medium, and Call of the Sea, three completely different games, right? That's a win. Then you look at the exclusives. Scorn, Call of the Sea, The Medium, Second Extension, and The Ascent. All these games have only been announced for Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and or PC. Then the other thing that we got a look into was the, the possible launch lineup. Halo Infinite, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and The Ascent have all been con confirmed for coming at launch. And then the other ones that I think are highly likely, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dirt 5, and Madden NFL 21. What are the other things that we're missing? We're talking about Call of the Sea, the first game out of this developer out of the blue. The Ascent, the first game coming out of this developer, Neon Giant. The Medium, another smaller team coming out and, and, and having kind of a bigger stage. Second Extinction is made by Avalanche Studios, which are best known uh, for Just Cause. But oh, And then obviously we're um, talking about Scorn and Bright Memory Infinite. These games that are being put on these big stages that are being developed by these small group, including Bright Memory, which once again is being developed by a single person. All of this now is being overlooked and overshadowed by all this just absolute negative baby bullshit about whether we saw gameplay or not, right? And then that's not even taking into account the fact that we're seeing this stuff in May, when usually we would see this type of stuff in June. Microsoft trying to put a bunch of stuff together for us in order to really give us an idea of what they're working towards for Xbox Series X. The fact that not even thinking about what we're going through right now as a a world, as a planet with everything that's going on with COVID-19, the fact that this showcase, a lot of it had to be done with everyone working fragmented, everyone working at home, none of this was factored in. The only thing that was thought about was that knee-jerk reaction of ne absolute negativity of wh where was the gameplay because you didn't see a HUD. Because Assassin's Creed had some cinematic camera angles instead of showing you an entire mission. When the game doesn't come out until the end of the year, when we know that Ubisoft will have a showcase within the next two months, when we know that we're going to see gameplay at some point, what's the, what, what is there to gain? What is there to gain to have such an overt negative reaction to something like this? nothing there's nothing to be gained and it's oh, oh my god it just gets me so heated it gets me so hot it gets me so pissed off because it's not just about um what's happening in this industry it's just social media and just the direction of the world as a whole it's like no one wants to look at the silver lining everyone just wants to pick out the negative no one wants to talk about what 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 was shown Everyone just wants to talk about what wasn't shown. And it's so annoying. It's so frustrating within this industry. And it's honestly, it's really disheartening to see 
These people who have influence that are able to calm people down, that are able, that that have the pipelines and the channels and the following to speak to, to, to gamers and tell them, hey, let's take a breath, let's calm down for a second, and be able to, to make those gamers understand that we've just begun. We've just begun. We've just started talking about these next generation games. And what happens instead? You see a lot of these publications leaning into the curve talking about, oh, you know, don't expect to be blown away by next gen gameplay. You know, this leap from last generation to this generation is not that big. False, unequivocally false, 100% false. Okay, because if, if you don't see it, you're going to feel it the moment you bring one of these systems home. And I look, that was really, really the reason why I, I, I said, well, that was one of the reasons why I said this is like the only topic I want to talk about, mainly because I just want to get over this BS about fanboys, about, you know, oh, Microsoft effed up. Wow, they were doing so good. They finally effed up the message um, with this showcase. They finally messed up. And it's like, instead of really reading past, reading between the lines and beginning to understand that out of this one showcase, we've heard about five exclusives coming to Xbox Series X. And in July, we're going to we're gonna hear Microsoft talk about 15 separate game studios that they've been able to build up talking about what games they have coming to the Xbox Series X. This showcase was the beginning of Microsoft um, showing what they've been telling us for a while which is we're taking software seriously. We're taking all that feedback that we heard from you guys about variety in gaming, about getting different types of games onto our system. And you look at these games that are exclusive, even looking at something like Yakuza Like a Dragon launching for the system, that's a big step for Microsoft. That's not something that's normal. Even looking at something, honestly, like when I saw... Um, Scarlet Nexus, when I saw that trailer, I said to myself, this looks like something you would only see coming to PlayStation. This doesn't look like something you would normally see in the past Bandai Namco bringing to the Xbox, right? We're used to Bandai Namco only bringing their fighting games to Xbox. We're not really used to them really dedicating their adventure games and some of their other types of games um, launching on the Xbox same day as Sony's system. So there's a lot of things that we saw that really showcase the amount of work that Microsoft have been able to do. And it's like, just give it up. Just stop with, 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 with the fanboyism about Microsoft and Sony taking one step. And now this, this, this company now taking a step back. Oh, now, now Microsoft trip. Now Sony has the opportunity to blow us away in June. Like we're gamers. Okay, we're we're um, gamers blanketed across this industry. Doesn't matter whether you like your your Xbox, your your PlayStation, whether you're like me that that buys all the systems. It doesn't. There are no winners or losers. We are the winners as gamers. So chop, stop trying to bring this negativity and separate things and have these knee jerk reactions and think for yourself. When something happens, stop you know, rushing to social media and thinking about what everyone else is thinking about. What, how did other people respond to something? Stop, take a breath. Okay. And ask yourself, what did I think about it? What's my opinion before you have the discussions and allow your point of view to be swayed by what everybody 
else thinks. Now, one of the other things that came out of this um, uh, showcase was, um, or just to kind of cap this off, was um, after the showcase, Jeff Keighley sort of had this, you know, post show and Michael Pactor, which has been a game analyst for a while, and Peter Moore, who used to run Xbox, were on there along with Aaron Greenberg to talk about the showcase. What was that? Was Aaron Greenberg on there? I actually can't remember now. But I think it was during that show that Michael Pactor predicted that the Xbox Series X will launch at $399. I personally disagree with this. Now, Peter Moore agreed with Michael Pactor in the sense that they both believe that Microsoft is waiting for Sony to announce a price point so they can immediately undercut them, which is something that I've been saying for a while. I definitely don't see them taking a hundred dollar loss though. The most I've been saying is a fifty dollar loss because um Microsoft's aim this generation is not really to sell boxes, it's to sell services. So if they're able to convince you to get their uh system day one because of all the value it brings, number one, coming at a lower price point, number two, the fact that you'll be able to play a game such as Halo Infinite. Um, maybe if one of these other Game Pass titles they announce, let's say even, let's say Call of the Sea is able to get there day one, right? So day one, you have access to these two Xbox Series X games that you can play for as low as $10 uh, for that first month. Maybe they might even do a free trial, right? You have access to all these other hundreds of Game Pass games day one. If they're able to get you in at a lower price point and convert you onto this Game Pass service, which they've already been able to convert $10 million, you can only imagine how many more they can get with Halo. And their point is that it doesn't really even matter if we lose money as long as we keep you on the service and we're able to um, uh, convert your thinking in terms of when I want to play a game, I'm looking at the Xbox service first, whether that's Project X Cloud or I'm playing it at home on my system. The reason why I don't think it's going to be 399 is that I do still believe that Microsoft will pursue a lower end system when it comes to a you know what we've been hearing as project Lect lockhart or project or xbox series s um but if you price the series x at 399 you won't get away with a series s at 200 and i think 300 the difference between three and 400 is not a big enough gap so that's why i think that the series x is going to come in at 450 um, and then you have your um, Xbox Series S at 300 and that console will still have the solid state drive, but maybe it caps at uh, 4K HDR. Maybe it doesn't have ray tracing. Maybe it doesn't go up to 120 frames per second. Maybe it caps at 60 frames per second, for example, but it still has that solid state drive in it, right? So I do think that Microsoft is pursuing that, even though the rumors have been swaying between yes and no, this, that. I do believe that Sony will be launching at $499. I don't think they're going to be any higher than that. Um, but I 100% believe that Microsoft will undercut Sony this generation. Um, and uh, because they're able to take the hit for a lot longer than Sony can. And uh, But I don't see them personally taking a $100 hit. You know, Michael Pector has been an analyst for a while, but it's not like he's been correct on every single notion i think he actually once predicted that the, that the wii was going to flop when it first came out obviously very very wrong about that so obviously no one's right you know 100 percent of the time 
Um, so I'm not really sitting here saying he's wrong. I mean, anything can happen, right? But I just don't um, personally see that happening. Um, and that's it. Like that, that was it. This was like the only thing that I wanted to talk about on on this week's episode of Camp Koji because it was it was so inherently important to me. Not just because I felt like, man, I I need to go on this show and defend Microsoft or or defend Ubisoft. Once again, I do think that they have to take responsibility for the way that their messaging went out. I was very happy to see that both Microsoft and Ubisoft responded and they both agreed that, hey, you know what? Maybe we set expectations too high. We're listening to feedback. We understand that we did not meet the expectations that you guys wanted to see. And I was very happy to see both of those companies respond. Now, I didn't want to sit here and just outright blanketed just defend both of these companies, to me, it it wasn't really about sitting here and defending them. It was more about if one person listens to this that had that backlash last week and it allows them to stop and rethink the way that they react to just absolutely anything on the face of this earth, then it's just worth it, you know? Because I always tell people, imagine how you feel if you know, you're one of these developers. Imagine how you feel if you're that single developer from China that that was working on Bright Memory Infinite. And at the end of the showcase, nobody's talking about your game. All everyone's talking about is how Assassin's Creed effed up and how Microsoft effed up. You know, imagine you being the the team behind the Ascent, the team I called the C, the team behind the Medium, being so excited to, 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 you know, everyone's talking about Silent Hill here we, we're going to showcase a, a, a game that, that, that looks and feels like Silent Hills, has that creepy backstory. We got the composer for Silent Hill. We have this amazing game mechanic, which they actually patented. They actually went as far as to patent this mechanic. And it went as far as to say that the reason why this game is a Series X exclusive is because it's not possible on the previous generation, right? So it bring this interesting new mechanic of being able to go between two worlds and affect what you do in World War affects the other in real time. Maybe able to switch back and forth without loading or hiccups. And you're so super excited to, to, to showcase this and get started on you, you, you know that, that, that marketing track from now until launch. And this happens, and it's like it's it's just all absolute unequivocal negativity for just the dumbest, smallest, minuscule shit that you can possibly think of to nitpick and poke at. And I think that was definitely my reasoning for wanting to sit here. Not only just because I have so much energy, because I feel, you know, you know how it is when you you you're you're bedridden, you're sick, and you finally everything breaks in the snap of a finger, you just get that that rush, like that second wind. That's kind of how I feel right now as I'm sitting here talking about this. But it's not really me wanting to defend Microsoft and Ubisoft. They have their own responsibilities, right? Ubisoft definitely is notorious for bullshotting a lot of their stuff especially that infamous watchdogs trailer right they have a lot to make up for but it just really sucks to see that because of the negative reaction to the showcase so much of the messaging was missed and so much stuff got buried in just bs and nothing you know we're just getting started you know, a few weeks ago, Jeff Keighley announced Summer Game Fest, which runs from May until August. 
We have months of information. There's still so much we don't know about these systems, about this software, about these games. And I thought it was great to see Microsoft highlight a lot of smaller studios, a lot of these games that might have just fallen through the cracks if they didn't have this this stage to, to debut on. And the fact that it was all just swept under this BS rug about lack of gameplay. So... Please, if you're one of those people or you know one of those people that reacted so negatively to this showcase, just 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 think twice next time. Just stop and really take a breath. Take a breath and just appreciate what you're being shown. Because these games take years upon years to develop. There's a lot of work that goes into these games, whether you're going to play them or not. You can have your opinion, but there's no reason to just completely blanket shit on everything because you disagree on the definition of what gameplay is. And that's it. That's the show. There's no wrap it up. There's no new releases for next week. This is it. This is all I want to talk about. Shout out to Positivity. That's the shout out of the day for the day for the week until I speak to you guys next week again on next week's Camp Koji. Shout out to Positivity. Stop being so negative about every single thing. Appreciate what was given instead of looking for what was missing. And that's it. That's our show for the week. My name is Joel. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I apologize for last week. There was definitely a lack of updates um, because I was so down last week, but we're ready to go this week. Tomorrow, we have a brand new game announcement from Jeff Keighley. I don't think it's going to be something that's going to you know, blow the doors off of anything, but this is an exciting time to be in this industry. The industry is doing so well. We're finally going to start talking about the next generation. Before you know it, Sony's going to show off their box. Throughout this month, going into next month, going into July, going into August, we're going to get more in-depth gameplay from all these studios and be able to finally see what we're going to be feeling later this holiday. So just look forward to it. I, I wouldn't get my hopes too hopes up too much for tomorrow's announcement i do think it's gonna be probably something cool hopefully something i'm hoping for a completely original game a brand new ip that we've never seen um but yeah like i said just just look forward to what's being shown and look forward to it with positivity thank you guys so much for joining me please follow us on twitter and instagram at camp koji for future updates once again i'm joel and i will see you next week week.